Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. and welcome to our December 7th version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. We always start off our show with a prayer. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So God, thanks for letting us have the show tonight and uh, pray that we'll be able to continue to play. Please help this COVID to go away. At least help it to be contained enough so that we don't have to cancel our season. And uh, we beg you, we thank you though, however, for all the soccer that we have played. At least we have played when girls softball couldn't last year. And uh, and I just pray that we'll be able to to honestly uh, take advantage of every minute that we have together. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm coming to you now right after the announcement that the LHSAA is, is going to withdraw the state championship football games from the Superdome because of the lack of predictability of whether or not uh, we'll be able to play on December 26th, and the the uh, for those of you listening, raw, uh, uh, really the mood around everywhere here in New Orleans, and and uh, and you're going to find out when you hear Chad Vertrine in a few minutes, who's coming to you from the Lafayette area and Beauchene, that uh, our, we're on borrowed time right now. Uh, we really are, uh, and uh, we need to enjoy every game that we have. Uh, especially for the seniors that we do have, uh, because you might not be able to see this season to its completion. Uh, the way these COVID rates are just skyrocketing, and and it looks pretty obvious now to me that a lot of people didn't take things seriously during Thanksgiving, and now we're going to pay the price for it, you know. And if we have a repeat of that in Christmas, and we get through Christmas and play all the games that we have planned through Christmas. And we'll be hitting another wave uh, in the middle of January, right before we hit playoffs. So I don't want to be pessimistic. I want, I want to, I, I like to think that we could go and play the rest of the year uh, out, but, uh, but, okay, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Our principal sitting at home with COVID right now. Uh, and uh, uh, it is what it is. 2020, y'all. Things changed so much, so fast. Yeah, I can't keep up with it. Most of us can't keep up with it. I've never worked harder in my life than than really this this past calendar year since March. Uh, the work rate has just been incredible, and uh, and and I don't know about all of you people listening, but I'm almost burned out from it. Anyway, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna. Um, uh, hear a word from our sponsor, especially our sponsor, uh, Club Soccer, who's who's really been behind us uh, actually for years, not just for recently. Um, they, they've been always good to us uh, here and um, on Monday Night Football, promoting us and whatnot. And uh, we really, really do appreciate it. And uh, Miss Pat's uh, Miss Pat's legacy continues to go on uh, with the Zalea brothers. Uh, Anyhow, um, club soccer, um, club soccer is again at 6601 Veterans Memorial Boulevard. You can't miss it. The signs 
the signs are, are a well welcomed uh, sign for anybody who's been at uh, at club soccer. They have four point nine star rating, and uh, anyhow, and their phone number is five zero four eight four one nine zero one four. Okay, five zero four eight four one. Uh, 9014 and you can now find them on Instagram and Facebook okay we'll see when we come back from the break we'll, we'll see how, how the Copa Cadiana tournament went this weekend uh, on Monday Night Football USU Soccer by the way my name is Alan DeRitter I'm the head soccer coach uh, for the girls and boys at Double Sal and the director coaching for uh, Soccer Innovations of America we'll see you after the break Hey everybody, uh, welcome aboard, head coach for Bo Shin, uh, and a very important uh, character in uh, Louisiana soccer, Chad Vadreen. Coach, welcome to the show again. Oh, thank you, Al. Uh, all fun. Okay, so Copa, uh, you had no rain, it looks like, uh, and so how did it all go? Uh, weather was fantastic. Um and under the, you know, under a pandemic, uh, we didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, it wasn't the usual, like, packed-up crowd with grandparents and friends and other family members. It was mostly parents and siblings, but it was well attended. Uh, we had to watch it at times, you know, make sure we weren't getting overcrowded. There wasn't a, a capacity limit at a park, of course. It's just a you know a bunch of fields in a big open area, but it never got too crowded. Uh, people were able to maintain social distance, so yeah, the weather was beautiful, like I said, and uh, just some really good soccer uh, was being played this weekend. Okay, so let's start with the girls. Okay, who in your highest division? How did that go? Well, St. Thomas More, Loyola. Um, all came back this year. Uh, of course, we were kind of benefiting from uh, Al Silvis having to cancel his uh, due to his, uh, you know, he uses stadiums and, and the criteria with uh, COVID in a stadium is just outrageous uh, to have to try to run a soccer tournament. So understandably, Al had to had to cancel his this year. So we ended up with some really, a really good top group. Um, you know, we had Lafayette High, Katie Anna, uh, St. Michael, who is, absolutely a contender um you know that they were one unfortunate goalkeeper uh kind of got bumped after she made a save the ball came out and tapped in very late in that game with Loyola I mean they were that close to going to the final um Loyola looked good um St. Thomas More though is still you know they're, they're still the queens of division two and and maybe one of the top teams in the entire state when you throw in the division one girls um, they had a really good final. Uh, St. Thomas More ended up beating Loyola 1-0. Um, really wow. good, really good bracket. Um, yes, really good bracket. And and where you really saw the depth of the girls was into the second division. We had teams that are normally probably in our top division of girls. Um, you know, Baton Rouge Magnet looked really well, uh, good. And uh, Ascension Episcopal, wow. They were a last-second replacement for Opelousas Catholic who had some injury issues and, and, and numbers issues. And, I mean, they just rolled through their group and, and went into the final and won in PKs over Baton Rouge Magnet. Uh, they're, they're a Division Four school, so they're, they're going to make some noise this year. Coached by Kevin Mooney, uh, who everybody knows who Kevin Mooney is, I'm sure. So, yeah. really well coached and good team. So, they're, they're, they're definitely a girls team to keep your eye on in Division Four. 
Uh, we got in Division Three girls, our, our third division of girls. Uh, I mean, I, I made the brackets, and, you know, I, I, I'm still working on the girls' side, you know, of, of getting familiar with who's who and what's what. But Grace Christian was in the third division of COPA. And let me tell you, young, and they, they reminded me of an STM-type team. They just were like a really good girls' club team out there and just passing the ball around, making amazing runs, and, and they just wiped out everybody in the third level uh, of Copa, you know. So, yeah, it was probably they should have been playing up to the second level, but they looked really, really good. And they're, they're also a Division Four school. So, you know, Grace Christian's one to watch as well. It's so encouraging to hear all these smaller schools playing so well, you know. And uh, right, right. It's just encouraging to me. Well, how about the boys? How, how did how did it go from one down? Well, let's uh, let's start with the Division One Boys Super Cup. Uh, you know, everybody knows St. Paul, St. Paul, St. Paul's, and of course they they kind of advanced without much issue. And uh, you know, uh, the other side of the bracket, we had twelve teams, and and nobody wants to play that fifth game anymore. And we figured we'd do a, a double group cross bracket of six, and it worked out well. Uh, we didn't have any issues with the tiebreakers or anything. It actually all worked itself out. Uh, Catholic of Baton Rouge, Bird, and Brother Martin were the big teams on the other side of St. Paul's. And, uh, they, you know, it came down to Catholic winning their games. Brother Martin ended up tying one. Uh, Bird looked really, really good. They're, they're tall. They're fast and physical. Um, they're definitely the class of the North, if you ask me. Uh, on the boys' side, Brother Martin looked extremely well. Um, they were unfortunate, got a tie. Catholic Baton Rouge advanced. Catholic Baton Rouge St. Paul's final in the stadium, live on Cox Sports Television. It was great. Great game. There was a point where Catholic could have tied it with a PK. The PK wasn't called. Um, you know, as, as my referee assigner says, these referees on a sixth game, you know, of that day, they can make mistakes. And, and that's the one thing, you know, with a tournament this size and having to do so many games. And we still had almost 20 referees come from out of town and we paid for their hotels and everything. And it's still, you know, it wears those referees out. Maybe there should have been a PK. I know if you ask coach uh, JB at, at Catholic, he will say it definitely was a PK that should have been called. And then uh, St. Paul's ended up icing the game a little later with the second goal to put it away uh, two nil final. Um, so no surprise there. St. Paul's is the class of, of everything in boys right now. I wish we would have had Jesuit. Jesuit could not come because of uh travel restrictions and COVID and stuff. So, you know, we, I guess we'll see that game eventually one day this year, hopefully, uh, and see what Jesuit has uh, compared to St. Paul's. But St. Paul's has pretty much beaten all the contenders in D1 already this year um, with their regular season games and everything. So um, D2, the second division of boys is really our, our top COPA division. Uh, we, we call it premier divisions. Um, the premier divisions in COPA used to be 16 teams. We went down to two eight-team divisions of Premier. This year I did it a little different because we did lose about 20-something teams that normally come. We replaced them all except for a couple with other teams that either came back or were new. So we decided it, it looked like we could make a super division of Premier. You know what I mean? Like put all the top six, seven teams in one. Then the second Premier division could be more like a, a second division of Premier. So we did that this year, and wow, the games we had uh, – you know, we had University, Lusher, Charter, and Vanderbilt, who were one, two, and three in the coaches' poll going into Copa in Division Three, all in the same group. So they all played each other. Wow. Uh, that Lusher Charter, yes, exactly. That Lusher Charter University game, it was a one-one tie. 
really good game. And Lusher ended up advancing on goal differential of one goal uh, more than uh, uh, one goal differential better than university. And they played, of course, Holy Cross, who was in a division with STM. So that was number one and number two in division two. And St. Louis, who is back. Uh, you know, everybody was wondering what happened with St. Louis last year. I totally know what he's going through because that's what Bochan is going through this year. But he went through that last year, basically rebuilding everything and maybe only having one senior. This year, he's back. And he was missing a couple players due to quarantine issues. Uh, from what I understand, maybe his two best players. And St. Louis played really well against all those teams. So they are back. Uh, don't, don't anybody ever count out Jason Ortling and, and the St. Louis Saints. They gave everything they could in that bracket. St. Thomas More and ESA, ESA tied Holy Cross in that last group game. They gave St. Thomas More a scare at two to one. Um, ESA is going to be a top, top team in Division Four uh, this year. And when you talk about Newman, you talk about North Lake Christian, uh, and then you also can talk about Pope John Paul, who I'll get to in a second. The final of uh, that Copa Great Premier, which was the better Premier Division. Uh, was St. Um, uh, Holy Cross and Lusher Charter. And Lusher Charter ended up tying the game in the last seconds of regulation, and then they ended up winning in the PK shootout. So that was a really great rematch, great rematch from their uh, earlier match. I think it was maybe a week, a week and a half before Copa uh, over there at Lusher Charter Stadium. So this was on a wider field, a little bigger field, and, you know, both teams looked very even between Holy Cross and, and Lusher, and Lusher ended up pulling it out in the PK shootout. Um, the next Copa Division, E.D. White kind of just ran over everybody in their in their side of the bracket. Uh, I did talk to Roger Beamer uh, quite quite a lot this weekend, and he's missing his three best players also from football. And uh, he, it's scary that what they may become. I, I I probably would put them in the top three of Division Three right now behind University and Lusher, because if he's that good without those three, he's going to be something to really watch this year. And, and from what I understand, this is his year because he loses almost everything going into the next year. So E.D. White's definitely a team to watch. They ended up winning that bracket. They played Pope John Paul, uh, who is a Division Four school. Very good. And they're young, too. I don't think he loses much, if anything, going to next year. So you get used to Pope John Paul being one of the top teams in D4 for the next couple of years. That was a one-nil game. Very close game. Um, very impressed with Pope John Paul as well. Uh, the next division was the Navy division. And uh, we had South Terrebonne uh, going against David Thibodeau in the final. And look, we had a lot of good teams right there. Those are all playoff-type teams, probably quarterfinalist com competitors. And South Terrebonne, they're going to make some noise in Division Two, which is a very down division this year. If you look at it as a whole, um, you probably got Holy Cross, then you got STM a little, and Ben Franklin maybe on that next level right behind them, and then you've got everybody else. You know, so South Terrebonne can make a lot of noise in Division Two. They got to the final. Uh, unfortunately, uh, them and David Thibodeau went to PKs and. They lost. David Thibodeau just made their PKs more than South Terrebonne did. And David Thibodeau, another little team that's, you know, looking at Division Three, probably going to make some noise in there. Um, division, uh, the last division of boys was our white division. And let's see, who did we have in that that made the final? It was uh, Westminster, uh, who is very young. Very young. Yeah, it has some eighth graders uh, starting and stuff. And, um, 
they took on LCA, Lafayette Christian, in the final, and they ended up winning two to one in that one in a well played match. Uh, that was earlier in the day, earlier in the afternoon, and and both teams look like they, you know, they can make a little noise in their respective divisions. They, I think they're both Division Four or Westminster Division Four, LCA Division Three, I think, and uh, both looked looked pretty well. Um, so all in all, outstanding weekend, a lot of great soccer being played, and you know, it was done under a pandemic. The fans looked like they were doing their part. Teams were definitely doing their part after the LHSA memos that came out uh, a week before Copa. You know, you looked at everybody was wearing their masks. There was, you know, no handshaking, no mingling between teams. But, you know, it seems like everybody had fun. And I can tell you this that I noticed this year. We always get the compliments from the parents and the coaches after a Copa. This was probably the first year that I had numerous, numerous compliments from players would come up to me and say, are you the one that, that you know, you Boshan coach, you're the one that runs it. And when I said yes, they would say, thank you for this. This was great. And I, I'm assuming this is with this pandemic, these kids are being, you know, they're locked up, they're quarantined all the time. They're isolated, you know, from what they normally get to do. And they just enjoyed themselves. And that's what it's all about. You know, it, it's about everybody getting good games, having good competition, but these kids, that's what it's all about, the kids. And and the fact that a lot of them came up to me after and expressed how much they enjoyed themselves, that just made the, the icing on the cake right there. I tell you what, I'm so glad you got it in because because of the fact that uh, uh, the way things are going over here in the southeast, uh, there's a lot of rumblings that things are going to close down, uh, if not yeah. sooner than later. And uh, at least we got a good taste of what our state had with your tournament. And it sounds like they had some excitement uh, um, the whole time uh, getting these results. And uh, you got my blood pressure up just listening to it. And and uh, I, hope, <laughs> I, hope, I hope really we can, we can – yeah, because two of the top teams you were talking about are in my district. <laughs> All right, Edie White yeah, and Luster. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty good district. And, uh, but, but I'm hoping that we get to play, play it out. But if we're not, at least the kids, especially the seniors got a chance to see, you know, with the, with the, with all that work is put, paid off, you know, for the last five years, I just, I'm clay, I'm very grateful that the fans behaved and we just need everybody to double down. We had a game the other day in, in, uh, Pan American and, the team that came, I mean, their parents weren't masked up, and and uh, I was just wanting to stop the game and just tell them, okay, look, you got to distance, you got to, or we're going to lose this, you know. And uh, and right, I'm, I'm glad right. that you're doing. How's how's everything in the Lafayette area? Like, what's the mood about us getting to the finish line in February uh, over there? I think it's very very pessimistic right now. Um, in fact, the rumors were really running wild on Friday about a possible governor announcement that day. And, you know, we were actually worried, like, if it would have went through and there was an announcement that day of phase one, that would have probably shut down COPA if it was effective that day. And, you know, so we were kind of panicking. We were on pins and needles. And when we got to about 4, 4.30 and there hadn't been an announcement or a press conference, we were like, all right, well, we can at least get this weekend in. But we're kind of on that, that, that you know, that attitude of we're just on borrowed time right now, you know, like – it's, it could happen at any time, and I'm pretty sure everyone wants to see the football playoffs finish, which won't be until the weekend after Christmas. Um, you know, we'll see, and and you know, hopefully things can kind of turn around a little bit and keep us in phase two and keep us playing, uh, so we can try to get our seasons in. You know, and 
you know, there's light at the end. We can see it coming with with the announcement of vaccines and on the horizon and stuff like that. But it's looking bad right now. I mean, I, I'm sure we feel the same way that and uh, hearing the same things y'all are hearing down there in the New Orleans area. So hopefully uh, things can turn up a little bit, turn around and, and, and get a little better so we can keep going. Well, Coach, thanks. At least, at least if it does get shut down, at least we had this excitement to look at for the 2020. And then let's just pray that we get to 2021 playing. And uh, I thank you for taking your time Absolutely. to plan a tournament like that. I mean, that's just a monumental task with you being a head coach at the same time. And and so my hat's off to you for putting off such an event. Um, we, we are getting restrictions over here that, you know, going, going – to Lafayette, as you found out with Jesuit not coming, uh, it's just getting really tough to even get a game in right now. So, thank God we got a great tournament in, and uh, I tip my hat to you. Okay, everybody, welcome back, and uh, um, it's it's really good to hear how great Copa Acadiana was. I'm hoping the Louisiana Showcase will be just as good. And at least we have, you know, a little taste of who are the best teams in the state in December. Of course, you all of y'all out there well know that it's a different game in February. You know, some teams are going to get better. Some teams are going to get worse. If there is no COVID interruption, you know, we got everybody knows now who's got the target on their backs. OK, in all the divisions and uh, because of the Copa results and and uh Hopefully we'll be able to play this thing out. All right. Uh, hopefully we won't give up uh, and, and have our season end. But if we do, at least you know the champions of Copa. That's something that they could tell their grandchildren, and they could call it guess their state championship. Please, everybody, obey the rules. Please make your teams obey the rules. Keep them spaced. Keep them distance. Get your fans spaced and distance. Okay. Uh, don't be that team that causes people to have to quarantine. OK, uh, and, and and lose all that playing time. All right. Uh, we're going to probably see you next week. And um, we're going over the top 10 and, and the team, the top teams that we have around. It's still kind of early to tell. But the top 10 teams now are starting to settle in and settle down. And and I think by next week, we're going to have a really good grip on who the real top 10 teams are, uh, because there's still teams, believe it or not, that have not played an official game yet. I'm playing one of them on Thursday, okay, uh, either from postponements, from COVID or whatever. We still have some very good teams that have not tasted a game yet. And so I, I still think it's a little too early to predict the top 10. But uh, I think after next week, we'll have a pretty good handle on who the top teams are. So next week, we'll take our focus on that. Um, and we'll, we'll bid you adieu on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Again, this is Coach Alan DeRitter from Soccer Invasions of America and also Adela High School, wishing you and your family good night. Remember, carpe diem in Christ.